Eric, do you remember back in the mid-2000s, there was this uproar about an asteroid that's supposed to hit Earth around, like, 2036? I try and forget most of the mid-2000s. That, you know what? That's fair. But, but yes, yes, I do. <laughs> well, if you weren't keeping track of it, turns out it's not going to hit us, which is a big relief. But then that makes me ask myself, if there was something coming, how would we know it? I mean, at some point, you can just kind of look up and be like, oh, oh, that's coming right for me. Like, oh, yeah, there it is. Mm, I think that's a bit too late. I guess what I'm trying to ask is, how can we tell ahead of time? So we can just see something in its orbit and being like, oh, if it keeps orbiting, which it will, it'll hit us in this time. My first guess is telescopes. Yeah, that's, that's a good guess. Second guess would be satellites. But again, that might be too late. Before we get started, can you take a guess as to how, as as to approximately how many asteroids make it to the surface of the Earth each year? That actually land and don't break up in the atmosphere? Yeah, that actually land. 32. 32? Uh, more than 32. It's oh. around 500. Oh, that's a lot. Or uh, that's an estimate of how many uh, are out there that have made it through the atmosphere. And what about the number that we've been able to detect before they hit ever? So 500, is, 500 a year, make it through. But how many have we ever been able to detect and being like, okay, it's going to hit right there? I actually heard about this and the answer was one. The answer is five. <laughs> oh, well, maybe I heard about it too soon. <laughs> but uh, no, you might have heard about it uh, a few years ago when the answer was one. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember when I heard this, but I remember it being like, oh, wow, that's really cool. It used to be one, and it was like a big thing, like, we did it, guys. All right, high fives all around. I mean, I, I did block out the entire mid-2000s, so, you know, I'm kind of missing some years. But this five ever, not five a year, five ever is not that great. And I guess I want to talk to you about this whole situation of why this is so hard. When we look out into space with the naked eye, most of what you see are stars since they're the things that make light. And of course, there'll be planets in the solar system as well. Have you gone to like the middle of nowhere and just looked up? It is astounding how different it is from being in a city. I see why so many ancient people track the stars. It's mind-blowing, the difference that light pollution makes. It's just beautiful. I wish I lived in the middle of nowhere for that, but also had all the, the conveniences of living in society. So I remember when the, um, the huge East Coast power outage happened. Michigan was a part of it, and ours shut down for about three days. Zero light pollution. Was this the one where people in New York would start calling the police because they saw stars yes. in the sky? Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. Call 911. Help! There's a star. It's staring at me. The What's aliens. going on? The aliens. aliens. <laughs> so when we when we look out in the sky, we see planets, uh, but we see them because they're pretty big in the sky. But if we want to look for an asteroid, it is so so much smaller and so much harder because it's just tiny, and they they're not luminescent. They don't give off light. But then again, planets don't give off light, but they're really big, so that helps. Let me show you how hard it is to find an asteroid out there. He's a, here's a picture of the asteroid Apophis that was making a stir about, you know, bumping into the Earth in 2036. Those are some mighty fine pixels you got there. 
And we'll have a picture of this on our Twitter, so be sure to follow us at More Abstract. Or just look at some TV static, because it's pretty close. It's it's pretty much just static. Uh, but can you describe the picture for me? I'm looking at TV static with a couple circles drawn around some clumps of more static. This is a radar image, and it has a bunch of noise just because it's just not very precise compared to, say, looking at telescopes, what through telescopes. What is the scale in the upper right-hand corner? It's uh, meters, meters per pixel, I think. Oh, per pixel. Okay. That is really far. Well, that explains why it looks like TV static, and it looks like it's tumbling between the dates. It is tumbling. Looking at it long enough, you can actually tell what size it is and what shape it is. So I, I think just looking at this, you can tell why it's so hard to find an asteroid and so hard to find one that actually hits the Earth. Through all of that background noise? Yeah. In each of the three frames, it hardly stands out from the noise. Yeah, it's, it's a miracle that we found it in the first place. Or rather that a computer program found a pattern and was like, this might be a thing. And then someone looked at it and was like, it's a thing. I think a computer is the only way to look at enough slides without... It doesn't have a mind to lose. I couldn't do that. There are, of course, less noisy methods like using a telescope. But to do that, you need to point it at somewhere. You need to pay the observatory a bunch of money and you need to you know, spend a long time just looking at it. And, well, we can't do that with the entire sky. I'm guessing those are more accidental finds than intentional. They are. Yeah. But hey, if you wanted to look for an asteroid and you had one of these telescopes, where do you think you would look? Up. Up, but like, say, (laughs) say you had a view of the solar system. Where in the solar system do you think you would most likely see asteroids? I would point it at the asteroid belt. It's a belt of asteroids. The the good part about the asteroid belt is it's in one circular, mostly plane. So around there, you should be able to find a lot of asteroids, along with all the planets. I guess I should explain that. When, when the planets move around the sun, mm-hmm. all of them move in like a single circle, circular plane. So like they're all horizontal to each other. The asteroid belt is like a donut in the middle of that region. It's, okay. it's like concentrated along the plane where all the planets are i have the benefit of seeing your hand motions i don't think everyone else will because it makes so much more sense seeing what you're doing well i i have another picture okay uh, that i'll also post that will help with this so we know where to look to find the asteroids or at least a lot of them but the bad news is their orbits are a lot like pluto off the top of your head, do you remember what the orbit of Pluto looks like just in general? Very long, kind of oblong, and takes longer to go around the sun than the time that it was deemed to be a planet. What about with respect to the plane of all the planets? I remember it was like, oh man, I'm digging deep memories of the magic school bus here. It was like canted slightly. That's right, it was canted. It's got, just got a little tilt to it, so it's not exactly in line so it's miraculous that we found it at all oh that makes sense we would have had to have looked at a specific time in its orbit at that one spot and it's so tiny that it's (laughs) how did someone even see it especially in the 60s i think it was found before the the computer program that tracks the pixels that you're you're already sharing 
Asteroids have an orbit that's very similar to that. That's one of the reasons why Pluto is a dwarf planet. It's because it's not really in the plane. It acts more like an asteroid or a comet, which is like out of the plane and, you know, it, it's not close-ish to a circle. Oh my god, it's Halley's Pluto. Yeah, it turns out Halley's Comet was a planet. Who knew? <laughs> it was not. It's funny you mention Halley's Comet because I have a graphic about Halley's Comet. The, the orbits of these asteroids look a lot like Pluto or Halley's Comet, which you can see right here yep. with respect to the plane of planets. Oh, that's weird. What's so weird about it? It's just like tangential to the planet's orbit, but not Pluto's. So that's one problem. Where to look? Space is pretty big, and our vision is not too good yet. So we can't really look at large swaths of the sky for an off chance that we will see something and do that reliably, really? I don't think there's anything bigger than space. Then there's the problem of the phases of Venus. So, just like the moon, Venus and Mercury have phases to them as well. So they can be either full, waxing or waning gibbous or completely obscured or like crescents and stuff too. How would the phase of Venus obstruct meteors? So the, this phase thing is in contrast to planets like Mars and Jupiter, which are always full. Do you know why that is? I'm guessing it has to do with... Ooh. The distance between us and the distance between them and the sun. Yeah, it is. And it's because they're on the outer orbits, so we'll never see the dark side of Mars or Jupiter because that's on the other side of the sun from us. Mm -hmm. But we can be on the other side of the sun from Venus, so we can see the dark side, which makes the phases. Just like the moon. And the force. And the force. So asteroids, we, want, we often see them when they're close-ish to the sun, just because when they're that close, they get a lot of sunlight, they reflect a whole lot. But just like the moon, they have phases when they are closer to the sun than us. Oh, and we would be in their shadow. And we would not have a good view of them. And if they're coming in at a separate angle, whether or not between us and the sun, we'd have a chance to see that reflection like we do with the moon. Yes, yeah. And then we'd see like half asteroid. So they're really hard to find just because of the light bouncing off of them. These are kind of all the technical problems of finding asteroids. Not associated with like getting a telescope and looking at the sky. These are all the, the reasons why it might be difficult in principle. But then there's, there's an even tougher problem to solve. Okay. The will to find them in the first place. Um, to post cl clickbait articles and get that ad revenue stream. Oh, exactly. Like most of the time, people don't even think about asteroids until the news is like, oh my God, there's one's gonna hit us and we're all gonna die. Oh wait, no, never mind. We're good. That's why I forgot a lot about the mid-2000s. They haven't really caused a lot of problems for people, so it's not like uh, anyone feels the need to go out and look for them exactly. It's kind of one of the biggest issues, that there's just no will to do it. That makes sense, though, because, like... Yeah, we, we've gotten this far. Most of them are so insignificant. The investment for, for doing it is... Why? You could spend it on doing something more impactful. Exactly. Although, I suppose asteroids are pretty impactful. But on If they don't burn up, they're, they're extremely impactful. That's actually all I have for you. We have a hard time finding asteroids because we only see their dark side sometimes, or we don't know where to look. They're small. 
pro maybe don't really reflect light all that well and nobody really wants to like there isn't a, a concerted effort to do this and i get that like what are you gonna pay an observatory just to look at random parts without a good like plan that is very valuable time expended looking at the sun to prevent i don't know like tell us when there's a coronal mass ejection or something right knowing about solar solar flares is more likely impactful i'm surprised i'm surprised we're up to five i remember hearing about one and being like oh that's so cool it's amazing and i guess we're getting better we're uh, getting more satellites up there if you like this episode please consider subscribing or following we have some supplementary content so follow us on twitter at more abstract and you can find more episodes wherever you get podcasts